1: And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. Your daily dose of sanity in increasingly insane times. Streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at Right Now Jim Dawes. Or you can shoot me an email. The address is rightnowjimdawes at gmail.com. Or you can call the vent line. Leave your questions or comments and get something off your chest at 772-245-0750. That number is 772 245 750 So I can finally say it. Congratulations to the LSU Tigers. My wife is an alumni of LSU, and uh, I did not dare to give the score out yesterday or talk about who won because I know a lot of people uh, DVR the, at least the second half of the game because they play it so late, and I did not want to get yelled at by my brother uh, for spoiling it. He uh, he throws a fit if I ever uh, uh, mention any the score of any game the next day because uh, he he regularly uh, records them and then watches them later partly because he can fast forward through the commercials which uh, I got to admit shortens the game by about half especially these bowl games where they double the number of commercials that are in there I keep wondering why uh, these these networks are destroying their own product in these uh these sporting events by playing them so late at night. You know, they keep wondering why <clears throat> um, this new generation is not into baseball. I can tell you one of the reasons is because they put on the uh the playoffs and uh, the World Series late at night so kids can't watch them on on school nights. And uh and it's killing the game. They used to uh, broadcast World Series games uh, sometimes during the day and, and, uh, teachers would allow you to, uh, to watch or listen to it at, uh, at school. But, um, I saw someone on, uh, on Twitter say that, uh, Trump had two rallies this week. The one last night was in Milwaukee and we're going to cover that a little later on in the show. And then the first one was Monday night in new Orleans uh, at which a a football game followed, <laughs> that was because, of course, you saw when uh, Trump came out during the national anthem he was uh, applauded wildly by the uh, the normies there that uh, were uh, turning out for the game here's here's uh, what it sounded like
2: Louisiana State University and Clemson University, joined by the President of the United States and the First lady.
1: The crowd goes wild you know there were heads exploding uh in in democrat leaning states like california new york who had tuned in to watch the game and saw that normal well-adjusted people that still enjoy football uh were cheering uh this president so what's happening today what's happening today nancy pelosi is going to take yet another vote in the house of representatives this time on transmitting her bogus articles of impeachment. There is not a vote necessary to transmit these articles. She's just engaging in another one of these charades where she uh, tries to hijack uh, the house of representatives uh, to act as an arm of the Democrat national committee and, uh, and engage in politics so she, they're using our legislature, our tax dollars, these committees, these uh, these representatives that we're paying their salaries and their, their benefits, their health insurance and their pension, and they're using all of that as an opposition research arm for the, the Democrats and have completely ignored all of their actual duties of passing laws and Uh, improving conditions for American people to basically turn our our house of representatives into a a political operation for the Democrats. And she's going to make, make these Democrats that uh, they were, they elected from red States go on the record once again on this impeachment hoax that they've put together in order to get, you know, more, more coverage on the nightly news. There were, that was one of the reasons she held up these articles uh, to to allow over the holidays for people to sort of marinate in this impeachment hoax. And, and now she's uh, continuing to do it in the new year and she's going to put on this, uh, this charade in the house of representatives where now they're voting to transmit the articles of impeachment where there's, there's no vote necessary. You know, on yesterday's show, I was talking about three possible reasons that Nancy held up these articles of impeachment. One of them was to uh, force Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and Amy Klobuchar uh, to sit in the uh, Senate at this trial while Joe Biden had the run of the field out there in Iowa because he is uh, three weeks out, I think, running fourth. Yeah, fourth, you got um, Bernie is pulled into the lead now, followed by Buttigieg. I like to call him Butthead, uh, and and then Mayor Pete, that that towering political colossus, Mayor of Fort Bend, Indiana, and then Joe Biden's pulling up the the rear. <laughs> and if you if you uh, checked out that debate last night, it's quite clear why the man is uh, enter, entering into his dotage but uh, the establishment Democrats have trotted him out with promises that despite the fact that he has failed on two previous occasions to even break out of single digits when he ran for president, that he too can uh, can be the president of the United States and it's it's exposed him as being thoroughly corrupt. And We've got Breaking news from uh, Ukraine later on in the show as well, and uh, and Tyler Tyler Bud sent me an email and pointed out another reason why Nancy Pelosi may have held up these impeachment articles, and that is so that uh, she can slow walk it, sort of drag her feet and make this thing uh, drag out as long as possible, in order to keep Mitch McConnell from. Confirming any more judges while uh, Washington official Washington has been frozen and unable to advance any legislation, Mitch McConnell has been busy over there in the Senate confirming uh, one federal judge after another to the point where about one third of the uh, federal federal judiciary at the appellate level are Trump appointees, and these appointees are strict. Constitutionalist uh conservative judges they are not uh the the type that was preferred by the Democrats and appointed by the Obama administration that keeps stepping in and uh and trying to stop Trump's America first agenda and uh Tyler theorizes that uh it means that uh that that Nancy Pelosi is doing this to slow down this process. So, did you see these uh, uh, these undercover videos that Project Veritas, James O'Keefe over at Project Veritas, put together? He's got uh, a, a high ranking Bernie Sanders field organizer working on his campaign on undercover video, expressing just the kind of sentiments that you would ex- expect from a, a a Marxist that were responsible. In the uh, in the twentieth century, for or the nineteenth century, I'm, wait a second, yeah, the twentieth century for killing hmm. about ten times as many as people as the Nazis. The leftist impulse is is a totalitarian impulse. It is a um, an oppressive form of government that has uh, devolved into despotism each and every place that's ever been tried. And this, uh, this Bernie Bro that uh, Project Veritas caught on tape was a prime Exhibit A of that. This is about a two-minute long clip. It's got musical backing because uh, it's a Project Veritas uh, teaser that uh, is trying to get you to go to the website and view the entire uh, undercover video. But um, here is this... Bernie Sanders, Bernie Bro, field organizer, working on the ground in Iowa, and at this, at this date, we have not heard whether or not this guy was in fact fired.
3: If Trump gets reelected, what? Cities burn.
1: If Trump gets elected, cities burn. He says.
3: Do you think that some of these like? Mexican people could even be re-educated. <laughs> I mean, we gotta try. I mean, like, so, like, in Nazi Germany, after the fall of the Nazi party, there was a shit ton of the populace that was f***ing uh, yeah. Nazified. fight mean, like, Germany had to spend billions of dollars re-educating people to not be Nazis. Yeah. Like we're probably going to have to do the same thing here and that's kind of what bernie's like, like hey free education for everybody we're going to, have to teach you not to be a
1: nazi so according to this guy bernie sanders is going to put together re-education camps but they will be free they will be free re-education camps to treat america first supporters to not be nazis
3: there's a reason joseph stalin had gulags right and actually gulags were a lot better than like what like the cia has told us that they
1: (laughs) gulags weren't so bad that's cia propaganda
3: (laughs) they were like people were actually paid a living wage in gulags (laughs) They had conjugal visits in gulags. Gulags were actually meant for, like, re-education. Yeah. Greatest way to break a billionaire of their, like, privilege and their idea that they're superior, go out and break rocks and throw over today. You're now a working class
1: person and you're going to learn what that
3: means.
4: Bring those nominees bring those
1: second round. So... So this guy is, is uh, advocating for re-education camps and saying the gulags weren't so bad. And I wish you could see, I wish this was videos so you could see this guy. He, he is the, uh, a caricature of, of a, uh, a Soviet-styled communist with the, with the uh, Lenin-style, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Karl Marx-style beard. It's really something to see here. He, he gets into what is going to happen in Milwaukee when the Democrats hold their convention, if they once again, deny Bernie Sanders, the nomination, he says, if this goes to a second round and they deny Bernie the nomination, Milwaukee will burn.
5: He says it'll start in Milwaukee and then when they and when the police push back on that in other cities
1: He says it'll start in Milwaukee and when the police push back on that it'll spread to other cities
3: if your speech is calling for the elimination of people based on race or gender or uh, uh, religious, uh, like for whatever reason, mm-hmm. like things that people can't change, then you should expect a violent reaction.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And you deserve a violent reaction. Be ready to be in Milwaukee for the DNC convention. We're going to make 1978 look like a Girl Scout Her girl. The cops are going to be the ones that are
1: so he says get ready for milwaukee because we're going to make 1968 i guess he's talking about the riots in chicago look like a uh, what did he say a garden party it's going to be the cops getting beaten this time he says so uh, i i encourage you to go on the project veritas site and listen to this whole unhinged uh lunatic that is high up on the payroll of the Bernie Sanders campaign, he's not like a volunteer, a low-level guy. He's one of the major ground organizers. He 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 worked for Bernie in the uh, the last election as well. And like I said, this I think just dramatizes the actual uh, impulse of these communist leftists. You know, there's an old saying that you can you can vote for. Uh, Marxism and communism, but you can never vote your way out of it. And I was watching uh, Fox. This story broke yesterday at about noon. So I was watching Fox to get their take on it. And they weren't mentioning it all. And I watched the five and you would think that this would be more of the major stories, but evidently somebody over there in Fox news channel management spiked it. I guess they thought that it would be too inflammatory and and did not want to uh, to, to do anything to hurt the Bernie campaign. Uh, by the time evening rolled around, Tucker Carlson did cover it, but it wasn't his leading story. Can you imagine if a if a um, a top level campaign organizer in the Donald Trump re-election campaign had said anything remotely similar to this? It would have been on the front page of the uh, the New York Times and the Washington Post. It would have led the evening newscasts. They would be hounding this guy. He would have been fired. There would have been calls of condemnation. They would have been questioning every Republican member of Congress to denounce this. But apparently, Bernie bros are allowed to hold these views. And they had this Democrat debate last night on CNN, and Bernie Sanders was not even called on to comment on it. Instead, they were focusing on whether or not years ago uh, Bernie Sanders had told Elizabeth Warren that a woman could not beat Donald Trump. That was the the main takeaway from last night's presidential debate, and we're going to get to that. But first, I want to talk a little bit about this situation with uh, General Michael Flynn. So, of course, he was framed by the the deep state who were holding a grudge against him because he's the one exposed uh, Barack Obama's completely ineffectual, and I believe purposely so, uh, effort to defeat ISIS. And he was promising that if he was elected that he he was going to conduct an audit of our intelligence agencies and get to the bottom of their um, their misconduct under the uh, the former communist sympathizer, uh, John Brennan. And so General Flynn has now, well, I guess the story began by, by the Department of Justice uh, removing their, um, their agreement to give Michael Flynn parole and uh, asking for the judge to impose six months that's the federal government, the Department of Justice, pushing back on Sidney Powell, who is trying to uh, to reopen this whole guilty plea. And now, uh, Sydney Powell, on on General Flynn's behalf, has filed a motion to withdraw this guilty plea and have a trial on this. And thank God for Sydney Powell, who has has exposed Department of Justice corruption on many occasions and in fact, uh, written a book, I'm trying to remember the title of it. I think it was, uh, Oh, I can't remember some about justice, but uh, now we're going to have a full fledged trial. If, uh, the judge accepts the, the withdrawal of this guilty plea and, uh, and a lot of this wrongdoing on behalf of James Comey and, um, Robert Mueller is going to come out. So here is Sidney Powell talking about withdrawing Michael Flynn's guilty plea.
6: Designating him a co-conspirator, even though he had, they had told the judge in the Eastern District that he was not. They never thought he was. I mean, it's just been one atrocity after the other. And then their recent sentencing memo is just full of lies and distortions. So um, they breached the plea agreement when they tried to withdraw their motion to recommend that he was going to be given probation and want him sent now to they prison. Changed it. Oh, it, it could go either way. Um, he certainly has... A, discretion as to whether to allow the withdrawal of the plea, but we're more than convinced we meet all the tests no matter which way you look at it. And this is just the first part of the motion on that. This portion portion of the motion is based on the breach of the plea agreement. There are a lot of other reasons that we'll brief as soon as we possibly can.
1: I wish the president would have the cojones to just step forward and say this is injustice. Uh, General, General Flynn has suffered long enough pardon him, uh, do whatever needs to be done to uh, to end the suffering of, of Michael Flynn and his family. We've got an American hero that served this country faithfully for 30 years. In hindsight, we know he was absolutely right by uh, exposing the Obama administration's feckless and ineffectual policy in trying to defeat ISIS. And the president should, should step in and stop this. It would be wildly supported. I believe even people who are suffering from Trump derangement syndrome have to admit to themselves that what is happening to Michael Flynn is a massive miscarriage of justice. Sidney Powell went on to talk about why they targeted Michael Flynn with this bogus prosecution.
7: There, there are a lot of nefarious characters in this world. Uh, you could make the case that Manafort is a, is a, is a dirty, uh, confusing figure, but General Flynn is an American hero. Why in the world would the so-called deep state target that man to
6: take down this president? He had already said that he was going to audit all the intelligence agencies and seriously reduce their manpower. If he were in a position to do so, the Afghanistan papers that The Washington Post just published within the last week or so also revealed that he was the s- sole voice of truth with respect to the ridiculous and. ineffective ineffective war in Afghanistan and had been screaming about all of that. Okay, so let's be blunt. He had enemies in the deep state. Oh, well, Obama had essentially fired him from being head of the Defense Intelligence Agency because he was so outspoken about the rise of ISIS and the failure of Obama's policies there, and the same with Secretary Clinton.
7: So we would see him rightly as an actual american hero who had made enemies and they
6: decided that they needed to take him out to protect themselves exactly it was their operation to cover he would have just he knew where all the bodies were buried already and by the way he still does and he still does
1: you remember during the transition when trump was coming into office barack obama actually one of the pieces of advice that he, uh, deigned to give to, uh, Donald Trump was do not hire Michael Flynn, keep him outside the government. And of course, uh, Trump ignored that bogus advice. And the next thing you know, you got James Comey deploying Peter struck a, 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 an unindicted at this point, uh, liar and leaker to go over to the White House and set Michael Flynn up with these bogus charges of lying to the FBI. And now that every, each and everybody that had a hand in this prosecution of Michael Flynn has been exposed as perfectly willing to engage in perjury, why is Michael Flynn still twisting in the wind? Donald Trump should have have stepped in and ended this long ago. He should also uh, pardon Roger Stone. These these nitpicking lies that they're supposedly have uh, have told to Congress and to these FBI investigators pale in comparison to the lies that were told by Jim Comey and John Brennan and and Jim Clapper and yet we've got this double standard where anybody that's uh, on the republican side is drug through the mud their life is ruined their friends and family and associates are threatened Donald Trump has, has got the power to end this and he should i guess that he's waiting till after the election i don't think it's necessary We're going to run out to a break. You're going to hear two commercial messages, and then we'll be back, and we'll cover the Democrats' debate last night, the Trump rally, and this latest development where they're claiming that Russians have once again hacked, this time, charisma. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these messages.
5: When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is...
1: And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five Zero Radio Network, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So the Democrats had uh, what is this their sixth, fifth, or sixth debate last night at Drake College in Des Moines, Iowa. We're three weeks out from the uh, the first voting at the uh, the uh, Iowa caucuses, and the Democrat field is a mess. It's an absolute mess. They don't have any viable candidates, and they have uh, fallen to squabbling among, amongst each other. Um, on identity politics, with Elizabeth Warren trotting out uh, revelations from a previous meeting in, uh, I guess it's been over a year ago now, a, a couple of years ago, when when Elizabeth Warren was considering running for president, uh, she she met with Bernie Sanders, and and now she's claiming because she's desperate, casting around for something to to uh, try to take away some of Bernie's socialist support that Bernie Sanders told her back then uh, that a woman can't win the presidency, that she can't beat Donald Trump. Now, if that were true, why didn't she say it before now? Why has she waited till, till right now to spring this attack on poor old Marxist Bernie Sanders, who I don't believe ever said any such thing. If you're weighing credibility, if you've got two conflicting stories, uh, you know, the, the way you resolve that at least as best you can is to weigh the credibility of, uh, of the people telling different stories. And while Bernie Sanders is a, uh, a, a Marxist, he is a committed Marxist, uh, that, that has, uh, despite the fact that he's got a, a discredited, dangerous ideology has, never made any bones about it never really tried to uh to lie about it he's even now telling you that in fact if we have this uh, medicare for all program that he's going to have to raise everybody ta- everybody's taxes to to cover it elizabeth warren is continuing to lie about that and we know elizabeth warren has a long history of engaging in in lies when it suits her her agenda if you go back and you look at pictures of Elizabeth Warren growing up, you will see a blue-eyed, blonde-haired white woman. But when she found out that she could ride her high cheekbones and claim to be an American Indian to get jobs and admission to uh, to law schools, she suddenly dyed her hair dark and uh, and instead of wearing it in her previous style, uh, cut it in a... a Uh, A hairdo that sort of looks like uh, an Indian squaw haircut. And now she's accusing Bernie Sanders of being a sexist. (laughs) Poor old Bernie. Poor old Bernie. But I've got some clips from you here. I have to admit that I did not watch the entire Democrat debate. I can't. I'm sorry. I love the listeners on this show, but I, I can't put myself through that anymore. I think I watched the first three and, and since then I've been just sampling them and I'm not just sampling them on social media from, um, from the Republican point of view. I'm also going on, um, leftist and Democrat feeds and looking into the, uh, the clips that are supposed to highlight, um, that point of view but but joe biden uh, oh my god he he just displayed exactly why despite the fact that he is the incumbent vice president for the democrats or i guess incumbent's the wrong word but the the last vice president that the democrats had and is supported by the entire democrat establishment including wall street he's not been able to get any traction and this is sort of a super cut that was put together by Gravian, their eclipse service run by Tom Elliott, that um, highlighted Biden's performance last night.
4: I think it's a mistake to pull out the, straw, the small number of troops. Uh, 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 the, the reason he made the strike was because our embassies were about to be bombed. I would not meet with uh, uh, absent preconditions instead of poking our eye and, uh, po- po- excuse me, poking our finger in the eye of all our friends by stealing our intellectual, or stealing our intellectual property, their corporate state system to uh, uh, to our significant disadvantage of anyone running up here. In this reduce the cost of drug of drug prices. It sets up, it allows all the drug companies. To, excuse me, it allows you to Medicare to negotiate. which should be free universal infant care. But here's the deal: over 500 miles a day. Uh, excuse me, uh, 250 miles a day. There's no oppor- there's no choice but to, for N- Nancy Pelosi that I think of the American people. I headed up the Recovery Act, which put more money into. Fossil, uh, moving away from fossil fuels to, to enter to uh, uh, solar and wind energy. If they, the vast majority believe their children will never reach the stage that they read, they, they've reached an
1: economic security. You know, all that Joe Biden would need to do to win this election, I mean, the Democrat voters are desperate to beat Trump, and, and he's got the best uh, case, at least on, you know, having held prior office to do that but all he would have to do is show up and make sense slow down and and make sense say speak in whole sentences stop misspeaking but biden can't do it he is a one man walking talking gafforama and last night was so no exception so the Democrats, after lecturing the rest of us for, well, for my whole adult lifetime on how we have to be a, a diverse country and and, uh, and we've got to break through this idea that, you know, we're going to continue to elect, elect old white men. It turns out that after engaging in this nonstop identity politics, that each and every member on the stage last night was white. There were two women. There was a billionaire. There was a Marxist. There was a, a woman that claimed to be Native American until she got busted for it. And uh, and it's it's just turned into a sad, sad spectacle that uh, CNN moderator Van Jones Characterized.
0: that's not turn to an issue that's come up in the last 48 hours. Senator Sanders, CNN reported yesterday. That is not the clip.
1: <laughs> that is not the clip. Where is uh, the Van
5: Jones clip? Here we go. Full of vitriol was very dispiriting. And I want to say that tonight for me was dispiriting. The Democrats got to, to do better than what we saw tonight. There was nothing I saw tonight that would be able to take Donald Trump out, and I want to see a, a, a Democrat in the White House as soon as possible. There was nothing tonight that, if you're looking at this thing, you say this, any of these people are prepared for what Donald Trump is going to do to us and to see further division.
1: Oh, my God. Can you imagine Joe Biden standing on a debate stage? He would be reduced to a a, a gibberish, complete gibberish, which gibberish is a pretty good word for a lot of the policies that were being forwarded last night by Bernie Sanders with his, uh, his prescription for Medicare for all, here is uh, a little clip of what he had to say.
0: Over the next decade, an unprecedented level of spending not seen since World War II. How would you keep your plans from bankrupting the country?
2: Our plan wouldn't bankrupt the country. and In fact, it would much improve the well-being of working-class families and the middle class. Let us be clear what Medicare for all does. It ends all premiums. It ends all co-payments. It ends the absurdity of deductibles. It ends out-of-pocket
1: expenses. It It doesn't end any of that. It just hides them in your tax bill. And it takes market forces out of the equation and puts the government in charge of our health care system. Very very similar to the way that uh, the federal government stepped into higher education. And what's been the result there used to be able to go to to college for about $2,500 a year. And now it's costing in excess of $20,000 a year. And the exact same thing would happen to uh, the provision of health care if we allow our federal government to get their hands on it.
2: It takes on the pharmaceutical industry which in some cases charges us 10 times more for the same prescription
1: drugs sold abroad as sold here. Well, that's true, and Donald Trump's been trying to get a handle on that, but the Democrats have steadfastly refused to pass the legislation that the administration has proposed, and despite that fact, the president has used his executive power to bring down the cost of prescription drugs each and every month for the last year. And if you think you've, you've got some high prescription drug costs now, you just put the federal government in charge of that and let the, uh, the pharmaceutical companies continue to buy off these legislators and see what the result will be.
2: What we will do through a Medicare for All single pay-up program is substantially lower the cost of health care for employers and workers because we end the $100 billion a year that the healthcare industry makes and the $500 billion.
1: So he's saying that the, the health industry, the, the fifth largest sector in our economy, shouldn't make $100 billion a year. Hell, I think they make about $10 billion a year on toilet paper. Of course, the medical industry should be making a profit. And $100 billion a year, and I think we have a, about a $4 trillion a year economy in this country is not out of line. There should be a profit motive to enforce market forces. But Bernie Sanders is now saying that his plan for Medicare for all will not bankrupt the the government. Well, he was saying a very different thing back in 1987.
8: Number one, you want to guarantee that all people have access to health care, as you do in Canada. But I think what we understand is that unless we change the funding system and the control mechanisms in this country to do that, for example, if we expanded Medicaid to everybody, give right? everybody a Medicaid card, we would be spending such an astronomical sum of money that you know we would bankrupt the nation.
1: So he has admitted it before. I guess, uh, I guess I, we actually have called Bernie there in a lie. But um, one of the uh, experts who has evaluated this points out that Bernie's plans with regard to Medicare for all would increase and his other social socialist plans, would increase federal government spending by 30 times.
3: You have a new piece out uh, that's really important that people read because it's about the potential cost uh, if Bernie Sanders becomes president in terms of cost of the programs that he has promised the American people. Uh, They would have to get through Congress, but assuming they do, you talk to folks at the committee uh, for for a responsible federal budget, and you think that voters and the media have not pressed Sanders enough on this. What is the top line here?
7: Right. There's been almost no discussion about the full magnitude of, of Senator Sanders' agenda that he is proposing. And to the extent there has been, it's been about Medicare for all. But the rest of his agenda, the best estimates are the rest of his agenda would cost at least as much as Medicare for all, which would put the price tag for the entire set of proposals that he's put out at about $60 trillion over a decade. That is equal to the total expected federal spending over the next decade. So we're talking about doubling the size of the federal government measured as a share of the economy. Poppy, he is proposing spending increases thirty times as large as Hillary Clinton ran on in 2016, fifteen times as large as Obama ran on in 2008, two and two and a half times as large as McGovern in 72, or the actual increase in New Deal spending, according to an historical analysis of these other programs by Larry mm. Summers, who was the top economic advisor to Obama, Treasury right. Secretary for Clinton.
1: So-, so the Democrats have mobilized their their talking heads to uh, try to take down Bernie, and they're suddenly uh, uh, noticing that Bernie Sanders is, uh, is proposing government takeover of, of most sectors of the economy, including this Green New Deal that will completely eliminate fossil fuels and, uh, and turn over uh, the energy sector. I think it's number two, the energy sector. He wants to turn it over to government. He wants to put the government in charge of providing your energy. You better get out to the Burlington coat factory if Bernie gets selected because you're going to be, um, having, um, rationed energy. But, uh, <laughs> here's a clip of Bernie Sanders back in his, his, uh, mayor or it was mayor of burlington vermont days expressing his sympathy with the cuban communists
8: but i remember for some reason or other being very excited when when fidel castro made the revolution in cuba i was a kid and i remember reading that and it was just seemed right and appropriate that poor people were rising up against rather ugly rich people and I remember, again, very distinctly, a very distinct feeling. I was watching the debates. You remember the famous Nixon-Kennedy uh, debates? That was the first time <coughs> the presidential can- candidates actually debated. And I was becoming increasingly interested in politics. Didn't know much, but was interested. I remember sitting in the student lounge at our dormitory watching the debate. And at that time, well, we can talk about Cuba now, I was
1: very excited and impressed by the, the Cuban Revolution. He was very excited and impressed by the Cuban Revolution, the communist takeover of that island nation that has plunged it into abject poverty for the last uh, 50 years now. And of course, this is the guy that traveled to the Soviet union for his honeymoon and came back with glowing reports on that, uh, that Marxist utopia. He supported the Sandinistas and their communist takeover in Nicaragua. And before uh, the, the communist regime in Venezuela collapsed, he was constantly singing their praises too. And this guy is leading in the Democrat primaries in, in Iowa now. And, and so the Democrats are all mobilizing, including Nancy Pelosi, to try to stop Bernie. Got to stop Bernie. Gotta stop Bernie. We got to make sure that our Democrat primary voters don't rip the mask off the Democrat party and show us for what we truly are. Uh, I've got, i got this one clip of the CNN moderator and remember that the Democrats will not, uh, go on Fox and conduct any debates. I think the president who's the incumbent ought to return the favor, uh, in the general election by, uh, not allowing any debates to be held on any other news network other than Fox or one America news. But here is the CNN moderator playing into this uh, Elizabeth Warren attack on Bernie Sanders that he is a a dyed-in-the-wool sexist.
0: Let's not turn to an issue that's come up in the last 48 hours. Senator Sanders, CNN reported yesterday that, and Senator Sanders, Senator Warren confirmed in a statement that in 2018 you told her that you did not believe that a woman could win the election. (laughs) Why did you say that?
2: Well, as a matter of fact, I didn't say it. Uh, and I don't want to waste a whole lot of time on this, because this is what Donald Trump and maybe some of the media want.
0: Senator Warren, what did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman could not win the election? <laughs> I disagreed. Oh, my God.
1: Did you say that, Bernie? No, I didn't say it. Elizabeth, why, what did you feel like when Bernie Sanders said that? that's that's the level of coverage we've got coming out uh, out of cnn who who doesn't know how to talk about any uh, any topics other than identity politics either we got to run out to a break stick with us we'll be right back <laughs> Does your current bathroom need to be updated immediately? Introducing One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling, the complete and hassle-free way to get the new bathroom of your dreams in as little as one day and for as little as one ninety-nine a month. Yes, the experts at One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling will come to you anywhere in the country and show you all the customized options. Now you can have a brand new bathroom in as little as one day. Large or small bathroom If you want a new bathtub or shower installed, we can do it in as little as one day. And if you call right now, you can save $750 off your remodel. We make it easy by offering you financing as low as $199 per month. Call now to schedule your free in-home consultation.
7: 800-693-3152. 800-693-3152. That's 800-693-3152.
1: So in addition to the Democrat debate last night, Donald Trump held a rally in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the same place that the Democrats are planning to hold their their convention, which I, will, I predict will be a, a deadlocked convention. They will not be able to nominate a candidate on the first ballot. And then Michael Bloomberg will step in with his billions of dollars and either try to seize the nomination for himself or make darn sure that Bernie Sanders does not get it. He'll once again be denied uh, the expression of the Democrat voters' will, Democratic voters' will, I guess you would say. And they will uh, try to drag old Joe Biden across the line. But at the same time, the Democrats, well, not at the same time, but an hour earlier, Trump was holding his rally in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Once again, he filled the arena and had an overflow crowd watching on screens in the parking lot he's uh he's basically got his stump speech i think he needs to bring in a, a team of writers to update his uh his stump speech each and every time because uh you know uh, fox news and other outlets are carrying these these rallies and uh and there needs to be fresh material for each one i'm going to be very interested to see uh, what got the the higher ratings trump's rally in Milwaukee or the Democrats debate in Des Moines, I suspect it will be Trump's rally. And if you don't hear a lot of news about uh, the Democrats winning the ratings last night, you will know for a fact that Donald Trump's rally uh, was, it had a larger audience. So the Democrats, uh, you know, displayed their their last six all white. The, the Democrats like to use the word lily white. Candidates on the debate stage, and uh, and it's becoming more and more obvious that none of these candidates are going to be able to beat Donald Trump. And so, right on cue, we've got breaking news from the New York Times: those rascally Republicans are once again at it, and this time they have hacked poor Barisma. <laughs> We're told that the fancy bear has hacked into Barisma and and uh, stolen their emails and that this is a, a terrible violation trying to influence the American elections by hacking into the corrupt energy firm in the Ukraine that was employing Joe Biden's crooked, corrupt son, Hunter Biden. And they're telling us that uh, they now know that uh, the Russians are trying to help Donald Trump by getting dirt on hunter and joe biden by hacking burisma here is chris matthews maybe this didn't send the tingle up his leg reporting on this uh this new russia scare
2: by the way tonight we got another breaking story we had it couldn't put it up front but here it is the new york times reporting tonight that the Russians have hacked the Ukrainian gas company, Burisma. That's the company leaked to, linked to Hunter Biden. He's working for them by a lot of money, lots of money per month. According to security experts, the hacking attempts against Burisma began in early November as talk of the Biden's Ukrainian impeachment was dominating the news in the United States. Experts say the timing and scale of the attacks, the hacking attacks, suggest that the Russians could be searching for potentially embarrassing material on the Bidens, the same kind of information that Mr. Trump wanted from
1: Ukraine when he pressed for an investigation of the Bidens. Well, we don't want to hear any of that embarrassing information on the Bidens. We don't want to expose the Bidens' corruption in the Ukraine. And what they're doing, I don't believe that Russia hacked Burisma. I think this is just another effort to try to prepare the ground when a lot of these uh, these uh, emails showing that Hunter Biden was coordinating with Joe Biden to call the, uh, the prosecution of Burisma off finally come to light. But here is old pencil neck Adam Schiff trying to spin this as somehow interfering in the American elections.
6: I think the other thing that's apparent from this, if this reporting is correct, is the message that Vladimir Putin has gotten is not to stay out of American elections, but you're welcome to get involved in American elections as long as it helps Donald Trump. That seems to be the message that uh, President Trump has conveyed, uh, and uh, at least the message that uh, Vladimir Putin has received. So uh, you know, we're going to start by finding out what our intel agencies know about this, I have to say. Rachel, I'm a bit distressed to see this for the first time uh, in a newspaper report. Uh,
1: Maybe because it is a bogus newspaper report. Nobody has less credibility on issues of Russian interference in our elections than the New York Times that spent three years promoting this bogus Russia hoax, by the way, that was sourced from Russian misinformation designed to hurt the Donald Trump candidacy. Donald Trump has been a disaster for the Russians. He has taken the reins off of our energy sector, which has uh, damaged uh, the Russians because their main source of revenue is energy, and now we're the number one energy exporter in the world. He's pushed back on them in the Ukraine by arming uh, the Ukrainians to defend themselves when the Obama administration steadfastly refused to. And he's deployed anti-missile systems To Poland right there on Russia's doorstep, but they'll continue to tell you that some for some unknown reason, Vladimir Putin wants Trump to be reelected. Here is um, Senator Menendez of New Jersey saying just that.
7: Menendez, what does it tell you that the Russians have hacked Burisma or trying to and gotten in, uh, so far, according to the New York Times, in a similar way that they hacked Clinton's emails in the DNC in 2016?
4: Well, it's Russia doing President Trump's dirty work again. Remember in the last campaign for president, uh, candidate Trump at the time said, Russia, if you're hearing me, uh, you know, get Hillary's emails. And sure enough, they did.
1: And now no they didn't that whole conversation was about uh uh, trying to get uh the thirty three thousand emails that uh, hillary clinton illegally deleted in response to that subpoena but once again and and by the way before i get back to the clip we still have no actual evidence that it was the russians that hacked the dnc emails that showed that the dnc was trying to Uh, mobilized against Bernie Sanders but back to this clip from Menendez
4: now uh, the Russians are engaged once again in seeking to interfere in our elections and give an advantage to President Trump and one must answer ask the question uh
1: why do they do so they well that's a very good question why would they do so Donald Trump just killed the uh the terrorist general mastermind of Russia's ally in the Middle East Iran Donald Trump has has uh, consistently been harder on Russia than the Democrats ever were, but we're supposed to believe once again that Russia, uh, that Donald Trump is in bed with the Russians, and this is all because they're going back to this well because they don't have any candidates, they don't have any policies. This president has been wildly successful on the economic front and the only areas that he's come up short in is because he has to do it all himself without the Congress because you got Nancy Pelosi there and prior to that Paul Ryan thwarting his America First agenda and there's so much news tomorrow we're going to talk about the corruption over going on over there in the FISA court and we'll have coverage from uh, Nancy's continuing impeachment effort and I hope you'll join us then on Right Now with Jim Dawes and the Mojo Five O Radio Network. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
5: When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm. what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit amazon.com slash hyundai, or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.